from ONN. This is Hollywood Casinos on the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Here are your hosts, Dave Biddle and Scotty Vegas. Welcome in to On the Money. I'm Scotty Vegas with Ryan Baker and Kayla Blake. And this is going to be a huge show today. We have so much planned. And, uh, of course, On the Money is the show that tries to make you a better better and make you uh, a, a win money as we go here. So this is a gambling show. And uh, we uh, I do I do want to start out the show. Dave is out today. Ryan filling in. And uh, we want Dave to get better as, as soon as possible. And, and Dave, uh, we're thinking about you right now. And we can't wait to have you back as soon as possible. But... Let's start things off, Ryan, with college basketball, because that's kind of the, the big thing that happened yesterday. There were a couple of huge things. First of all, we had the court storming in the Wake Forest Duke game that ended up resulting in a potential flop, potential injury there by Filipowski at Duke. So we're going to get into that. I am coming back from the Buckeye Cruise for cancer. I have got crazy stories for you to tell you uh, throughout the show. But uh, one thing I do want to say is I've got big information that came from the show that I feel that I can share from the Ooh. ship regarding Michigan and the NCAA. And this is from the inner circle within Ohio State. So we're going to get into that a little Ooh, bit later on in the show. News. Yeah, I think uh, I think some of that information will, will be very enlightening. And then also, as I'm on my way back, I'm in, a, I'm in an airport in Florida, and I'm starting to get text messages about these changes in the sports gambling world in the state of Ohio regarding player props. And that's a huge story amongst us sports bettors because now in the state of Ohio, we can no longer do player prop bets on college players. And that uh, goes into effect for all sites starting March 1st. So we are going to get into all of that huge show today. But I want to start out with Ohio State hoops, both men's and women's today. And first off, the men's team playing Michigan State because Ryan for me Ohio State Michigan State men's basketball and again I don't think Ohio State has a true uh first number one 1A rival in Ohio State basketball but I think Michigan State's one of those teams where I circle that game every year and say I want to beat Michigan State because I have an issue with Tom Izzo I think he's kind of whiny and I've always hated playing at Michigan State. So this is an opportunity today for Ohio State. They're a nine-and-a-half-point underdog. But I think Ohio State has a shot to – I like them and the points today. So first things first, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. We had a whole week without you. (laughs) I thought we were going to have the three-man wolf pack back today, but uh, we don't. Caleb is the third wolf today, so we're glad to have him here. Um, He he did a great job also in your uh, absence this past week. I can't wait to hear your stories from the cruise. I have so many questions about that, but I do not. I, I Let me say this. I don't know. I haven't got into Ohio State in the points today with Michigan State. I guess I haven't thought that much into the game yet, but I definitely don't like Ohio State today. Yeah. You know, I just think Michigan State on the road, it's such a great atmosphere. The uh, They always play such a physical brand of basketball, and I don't know how well Ohio State does with a physical brand of basketball playing against that. And also, Ohio State beat Purdue, and that was great. But this is still the same basketball team that got Chris Holtman fired. And maybe that's not fair that they didn't get Chris. You know, Chris no, Holtman. Got, I don't. I don't think that is fair. Chris Holtman got Chris Holtman yes. fired. Yes. 
But this is still the same basketball team that's had trouble shooting the basketball all year, has had trouble defensively all year long. It was great, that Purdue moment, and we talked about the emotion and those guys getting up for that in the crowd. And then I also talked about I thought there would be a letdown, which we saw against Minnesota on Thursday. They didn't play very good. I don't think they play very good today either. Okay, I guess where I'm coming from with this is I don't think Michigan State is a great basketball team. They're not what we've expected in the past. Right, and look, they're coming off a home loss earlier in the week against Iowa where they lost by seven. This is a team that's lost on the road to Minnesota, lost to Wisconsin, lost to Illinois, lost to Northwestern. A lot of losses on the schedule for this Michigan State team. They're 9-7 and seven in the Big Ten, 17-10 overall. I think it's a game Ohio State's going to have a shot. I think they'll be relatively close in this one. I do want to say, on the cruise, I had a lot of extra time where I could do a little bit more research on coaching candidates. And okay. one of the reasons why I love the timing of when Ohio State fired Chris Holtman is it actually gives you an opportunity to watch some of the candidates that are out there and how they're going to perform. And more importantly, Importantly to me is the styles of play that they that their teams play because look I, I think now we're down to maybe eight to ten candidates that le- legitimately probably have a shot. Well, in this week we've kind of heard there's a big three. It sounds like almost, and with, I think there's four. With, I think there's four, and with, I'll get into okay, that. Paris McDermott and Sean Miller seem to be the three names you keep hearing over and over. Even though you also heard that Ohio State has had contact with Dusty May. And I think you got to throw those are the exact three that I was going to bring up and then also Dusty May I think is the fourth. I think that's kind of the short list, the four. I think you got to still extend possibilities of more guys. Uh, but I think those are the four guys that are most talked about. And I think the interesting thing is with those four, now you can, can kind of spend this time over this next month kind of watching them a little bit. Look, Greg McDermott had one of the biggest wins of the season this last year. He's the Creighton head coach, and they went and they beat the number one team in the country, UConn. The okay. only unanimous number one team this year in college basketball, UConn. Right, right. Okay. And then how about this, Ryan? Uh, watching these games also, Lamont Paris. I was curious about Lamont Paris because I've been talking about him for a while, but I haven't watched a ton of South Carolina. I watched South Carolina yesterday. They play a really, really aggressive style of defense. Not fantastic offensive numbers for South Carolina, but really stifling defense. They came away with a big win over Ole Miss, so I was kind of impressed. You know, again, you can't judge these coaches on one game, but when you're trying to watch and see the styles of play that they are, it's kind of interesting. So Lamont Paris, and then the third guy, Sean Miller, he has had kind of a rough season this year. You go back and you watch a little bit of Sean Miller, though, and look, I'm falling more and more in love with the Sean Miller candidate than I was before. Four. And f- at first I was like, you know what? This guy has had so much talent and hasn't been able to get to a final four with Arizona. And he's had good teams at Xavier, but never really has broken through to that next level. But I do like Sean Miller and I like his fight for his team. And I was watching some of his press conferences. He's, he's kind of an angry man. He's, he's kind of always fighting for his team. So I've fallen a little bit more in love with the Sean Miller idea. And then the fourth guy I wanted to bring up, Dusty May. I would love Dusty May. He is the Florida Atlantic head coach. And I, look, he took Florida Atlantic to the final four last year. I like him a lot. I think he is a great candidate. 
He is a guy who was a student manager under Bobby Knight and did whatever he could to get into that position. He's fought. He has been an assistant coach. Uh, and so I am, I'm high on, on Dusty May as well. I would say if I were to rank the four as far as order of want for Ohio State right now, I would probably go with Sean Miller one, Dusty May two, and then I would probably go, uh, Greg McDermott three, and then Lamont Paris four. What about you? Interesting. You know, I don't, we've heard all these names and I don't know if I love any of those four, Hmm. quite frankly, you know, but I don't know. Do you dislike any of the four? I don't think I dislike, I don't think I, man, the McDermott one is hard for me because I feel like you had that chance before and it didn't work out, whatever. I don't know if you're going to go back to that. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I hate any of them, but I don't know if I love any of them either. Yeah. Quick story on McDermott. I know we got to take a break. Uh, when he was basically, it was between him and Holtman for the yeah. job seven years ago. And I was laying in bed and I was literally losing sleep, <laughs> wanting Ohio State to get Holtman over McDermott. Now that ended up not being the, the, the correct decision, but I remember not wanting McDermott at the time. He has done very well over the last few years, made the Elite Eight last year. I'm starting to come around on McDermott a little bit. So what you're saying is we can blame you for Ohio State basketball right now. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. All right, when we come back, player props are changing. The sports betting landscape in Ohio is changing. We talk about that next on On the Money. More of Hollywood Casinos On the Money. On the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Coming up on ONN. The Nation. Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. Well, if you like doing player props amongst college athletes, that is coming to an end in about a week. That was the big sports betting news that we had. I was actually in an airport in Florida, and a bunch of texts started coming through. Like, can you believe this? They're taking this away. This is going to be terrible. And uh, we're going to get into that in just a second. But first, an on-the-money action update, which is brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Broken screen blues from throwing your phone after losing a bet. Visit a local Mobile Center store. Let's look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for today's Ohio State. Michigan State game. Ohio State is a nine and a half point underdog on the road at Michigan State. And you know what? I'm during this action update. I'm going to provide some player props because we only have about a week to do it. Thanks for taking them away right before the NCAA tournament. Right. That's what's painful. All right, Bruce Thornton, over-under point total today, 14.5. Jamison Battle, over-under point total, 12.5. Roddy Gale, also 12.5. Top scorer for Michigan State is Tyson Walker, and his over-under prop bet for points today is 17.5. And And let's get into this, Ryan, because the state of Ohio, this is not across the country, this is the state of Ohio, is now banning college player props. First off, I was kind of doing a little bit of research as far as how much uh, money is the state going to lose on taking this away. And it looks like it is about uh, 2%. 2% of the bets in the state of Ohio uh, last year in 2023 were on player props. Give the numbers on that, the total money. Yes. So... Uh, again, the amount that was bet, bet in the state of Ohio in 2023 was $7.6 billion. Mm-hmm. $7.6 billion. Now, 
the player props, and this is just college player props. This does not include NFL, and this is $104.6 million. Now, this does include college football and college basketball. Obviously, primarily going to be college football player props more so than college basketball ones, but it was 104 million out of 7 billion. And so you say that's um, almost 2%, yeah. which doesn't seem like a lot, right? 7 billion, 104.6 million. But, and I mentioned this to you, I don't know anybody that's got, I don't know anybody that's got $7 billion anyway, but I've never heard of somebody that has $7 billion that doesn't want $104 million more. Sure. You know, so I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to take this and they're going to be like, well, that's not a lot of money. We're not going to miss it. But when you take $104 million away, I think you're going to end up missing it. Now, the reason why... I think I would fight back on that is because you kind of take the the fact that coaches, players, the NCA is coming out and saying that there are people that are losing player prop bets that are attacking these athletes right now. All of this has been social media attacks. Apparently, I don't think there has ever been a reported like somebody yeah. actually going physically after someone over over a player prop. But if it ever got to that point where, oh my gosh, you had an easy layup at the end of a game and you you blew it, and I I lost this amount of money on a game, that's a terrible look. And I understand this is probably happening more with betting, but we know this was happening before. For sure, there were betting anyway. I mean, Ryan Hamby, if you remember back in what was that? Oh six, oh seven, somewhere or no, oh four, oh five, uh, when Zwick and Smith were battling for the quarterback job, dropped that touchdown oh, pass against Texas, and you know he was getting death threats back then and stuff. Listen, if you are going online on social media and attack any of these players for anything, get a life. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is a bunch of keyboard cowboys out there just. They're not going to get smacked in the mouth because they can hide behind their computer. Get a life. But if you lost your bet because of a player, I mean, come on. Yeah. What are we doing? And if you don't have the money to be betting that you can lose it, stop betting, be betting it. Yes. I mean, what are we doing? Perfect time to say sports are fast. <laughs> betting shouldn't be, which is why it's important to set limits, know the risks, and pause before you play. To learn more, visit pause before you play. Dot org. I agree with you. I agree with you. You shouldn't be doing it. Uh, I guess this is kind of a step in the in in a direction of of kind of punishing that behavior. But here's the deal. I don't think it's going to stop the behavior. Like, look, what I, one, the one consequence that I could see from this is if you really like doing player props. You're going to find a way and you're mm-hmm. going to go back Absolutely. to the offshore and be putting these. So I don't necessarily think this is going to solve any of the problems of attacking athletes because of them not being able to cover a point total. I will bring up one example too, Ryan, is I do remember after the Oral Roberts loss for Ohio State. EJ Liddell, I believe he missed a late free throw. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a big part, obviously a tournament game, first round game. But he was getting criticism on social media. I remember that one specifically, too, being tied to sports betting. But it wasn't legal then. Right. So whatever you do, you're still going to get it, like we said. It's just a bummer to me because I loved cashing all those Marvin Harrison anytime touchdown bets. Exactly. I love it. All right. When we come back, I'm going to share a story from the cruise from the inner circle at Ohio State, and it involves the Michigan program in the NCAA. That is next on On the Money. 
This is Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. Hey folks, it's game day and the betting's gonna be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave. But a good pregame routine keeps betting responsible. That's right, you gotta pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot, but it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play to set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop. Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org. Do you have an oak tree in your yard? The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture is committed to advancing responsible tree care practices while preventing a fungal disease called oak wilt. They remind those who own and manage oak trees the best time to prune is November to early March. To find out more, there are over 1,000 qualified tree experts in Ohio. To find an ISA-certified arborist in your area, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000. 614-470-2000. February is Children's Dental Health Month, so make sure you make an appointment for your child to visit an Ohio Dental Association member dentist. ODA member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and have access to superior ongoing education and training. On your next visit, ask if your child's dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association, so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. You're listening to Hollywood Casinos on the Money. On the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. On ONN. Welcome back to On the Money, the show that tries to make you a better sports better. And uh, I want to talk about a little bit of, of a story. Uh, I was on the Buckeye Cruise for cancer this last week. An absolutely unbelievable experience. 
Got to talk to a lot of cancer survivors and just absolutely just a, a wonderful week. And, and Chris Quinn and, and Lisa Cisco do an incredible job and they raise so much money to fight cancer at the, the James Cancer Hospital at Ohio State. And uh, one of the things is they get the, the best cast of guys to come on this cruise ship and represent Ohio State. It's like a little family. And they get co- the current coaches, uh, former coaches, current players, former players, and it's a really, really cool thing. Now, I will tell you one of the things that was talked about a lot on this ship this week was about Michigan and what's going to happen to them with the NCAA. And I will tell you, this comes from within the inner circle. Okay, there's some stories I, I am not willing to share from the inner inner circle, <laughs> but this one I am. And uh, there is an expectation with in Ohio State's program that Michigan is going to be absolutely hammered by the NCAA by the end of March, okay? By the end of March is supposedly when we're going to start hearing some of the penalties that are coming out on Michigan. Now, again, this is the NCAA, so you can't, you know, write this in stone, and we've seen what the NCAA has gone through as far as their power. Like, they have very little power overall in sports right now. Tennessee just sued them, and now NCAA cannot do penalties on NIL things. So, look, things change. But the expectation within the Ohio State program, deep within the program, is that Michigan is going to hear from the NCAA and a significant bomb is going to be dropped as far as allegations and uh, penalties within the next month. So, so that's what does that what does that mean though? And that and- was also the talk. It was like, well, what are the penalties, right? Can you take away wins? Do you take away the national championship? Do you take away scholarships? Do you do a postseason ban for next year? Do you have suspensions? What is that? Nobody knows, but they think that it is going to be a very, very significant penalty within the next month. Because, I mean, listen, Ohio State just celebrated the 98-99 not Final Four team. Right. Now, that, that, that year isn't on the Final Four banner anymore at the shot, but does that take your memories of that away? Does Absolutely that take not. the fact that they played Rip Hamilton and Khalid Alamine in against UConn, the best team in the country in the Final Four? Does it take away the Auburn win? Oh, I love the Auburn one. And St. John's against yes. Ron Artest and so, Eric Barkley. So what does it mean? Like, what what are we doing here? Like, are they going to have to pay back all the money they got? Who cares about for that? For winning right? in the national, you know, the, the memory is there. Michigan won the national championship. And if you remember, we were talking about this in the year. And I was like, if they don't come down and do something now, whatever they do doesn't matter because mm-hmm. the people who did it aren't going to get punished. They're going to be gone. I, I just don't know what what bomb are they going to drop? Are they going to disband the Michigan football program? No, they're not. Yeah. So what are they going to do that can do anything? It's a great question. It's a great question because that's exactly what all the debate was amongst you know the current players, the former players on, on the ship was, well, what exactly is the punishment? Because you had the opportunity to maybe step in late in the year last year 
and the Big Ten did with the suspension of Harbaugh. But what the heck could that penalty, what what, what could that bomb on the program look like? Because it's a great question, because I don't think anybody absolutely knows that for sure. But one thing that it does make me do as a betting man <laughs> is go <laughs> and look at where can we maybe take advantage of this information. And so I was looking up Michigan's regular season win total for 2024, and their over-under win total is nine and a half. And I think that's too high. All right. Michigan loses a ton. And guys, look at their schedule for next year. You've got it's rough. Absolutely brutal schedule. All right. They open with Fresno State. They play Texas, who is going to be a top five team. They're going to play USC at home. They're going to play at Washington. Uh, they've got at. Uh, or I'm sorry, they'll be at home against Oregon, and you've got Ohio State. So if we're looking again, they would need three losses for that under to hit. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna lose in Columbus. I really do. Uh, I think Oregon is gonna be a top five, top ten team. I think they'll lose that one. I think there's a good chance they would lose to uh, Texas. I think there's a good chance you lose maybe USC. So I I would take the under. I, looking at it, you need three losses. I see potentially four on that schedule. To me, that's why I love the first thing that I did was I placed the under on nine and a half wins for Michigan. And that's fair. That you know that's probably a pretty smart. Guess what though? It might have been that anyway. True. Regardless, exactly because they're losing a lot. They're losing a lot from not only player wise but coaching staff wise as well. So you know. That that might be a great play regardless. Yeah, yeah. All right, when we come back, college hoops. We're going to update the national championship odds. Look at some of those teams that might be sleeper and good value going forward to the big dance. This is On the Money. More of Hollywood Casinos On the Money. On the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Coming up on ONN. Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. Fun day in college hoops yesterday. Lots of good games. Did a lot of scouting of teams that I am interested in betting for March Madness. I actually have three teams that I have now done parlays where I take a team that I think is good value to win March Madness, and I have parlayed with them with Ohio State to win it all in football next year. I'm trying to get as much Ohio State football money for a national championship next year as I can. And this on the Money Action Updates brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Want to watch the big game during your kids' exciting sporting events or bored at work, then you need to pick up a portable charger at the Mobile Center so you will never run out of the juice. And we're going to look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the College Basketball National Championship March Madness. I saw Selection Sunday is 21 days from today. So three weeks. I love, I love championship week. And then obviously that next week is the March Madness tournament. So here are your odds to win it all. UConn is four to one. They are the favorite. Houston seven to one. Purdue seven to one. Arizona 12 to one. Tennessee 13 to one. North Carolina 18 to one. Auburn 20. You got Kansas and Kentucky both at 20 and then Duke at 25 to one. All right, Ryan, just off the top of your head here, the team, I'm going to read off a team and you tell me if you would invest in them or not. And let's start out with UConn at four to one. I don't love the odds there, but I mean, UConn's obviously a very good team. 
So I, I think it's worth it a little bit. I think they are clearly the best team this year. I watched a, a good amount of their game last night against Villanova, and I know they lost to Creighton recently. But, man, they just passed that eye test of the the fact that they have the size, they have the shooters, they have the speed. And, look, they won it all last year. They're well coached. I think at 4-1, to it's still decent value. Winning it all last year may be a knock against them because it's very hard to do it two years in a row. For sure. All right, next up, Houston at 7-1. to Absolutely. I don't know why I love this Houston team, 24-3. and Uh, Their only two losses are on the road to teams that are currently ranked in the top 10. They've already avenged one of those. They get a chance to do that the last game of the year against Kansas on the other one. I don't know what it is about this Houston team. I really like them. Okay, Purdue at 7-1. Absolutely not. Because they lost to Ohio State? Not at all. Part of the reason I thought Ohio State would beat Purdue is I don't think Purdue is a great college basketball team. I don't think the way Purdue plays... And their best player is the formula to winning basketball anymore, at least in a tournament where the best of the best are playing. I mean, all the best bigs in the NBA stretch the court a little bit. Zach Eadie's hit one three in his career. I just don't think they are a team that has a shot at all to win it all. I keep coming back with Purdue to thinking back to when Virginia was a one seed and lost in the NCAA tournament first round to UMBC. And then the very next year they go and they win a national championship. That history keeps coming into my mind of Purdue could do the exact same thing where you lose in the first game, an embarrassing loss, you bring your guys back, and then you go and win the whole thing. I kind of am with you on the style of play. I don't know if that style is great for the NCAA tournament. I think their guards still have a little bit of question marks. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm higher on Purdue than you are. Now, outside of those three, everyone else is double digit odds or higher. I'll tell you three teams that I invested in this morning. One is Tennessee. I really like Tennessee. They can score and play defense. Uh, so I've invested in them. I actually got them at 18 to one. They're now down to 13 to one. The other two teams, and I'm really excited about it because I think there's tons of talent on these, te- on these two teams and their well coached Kansas was 30 to 1. I got them at 30 to 1. They're now 20 to 1. And then the other one that I took was Kentucky because I watched that game yesterday where Kentucky scored, I think they scored 118 points. It was a ridiculous number of points that they scored against Alabama yesterday. And I thought, this is a team with a ceiling that is very high. Very high. Now, I wouldn't shock me if Kentucky loses in the second round, but if they can get by, I think they can win it all, and I still think there's good value on them, and I got them at 30-1. to So what you're saying is this morning, you bet so much money on these teams that you affected the odds Uh, that much. (laughs) Well, they definitely moved. (laughs) I don't know if it was me or the fact that they looked so good yesterday. Another team that I look at here that I think is worth a little bit of sprinkle on here, San Diego State. At 75-1, to a senior-laden team. They've made runs in the NCAA tournament, obviously, last year as well. 75-1, to I don't think that's bad odds just to throw a little bit on. Okay, that's interesting. All right, when we come back, there was a big story with the Duke-Wake Forest game where we had another court storming. They're going to take something else away from us. Are they going to cancel court storming? We're going to get into that next. This is On The Money. This is Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for responsible gambling. From ONN. Donation. 
You're listening to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. On ONN. Welcome back to On the Money. You know, I have stormed the court after a college basketball win five times in my lifetime. And uh, it's an amazing experience. It really is. I can remember each time Caleb and I even both ran on the court as recently as 2021 in the Ohio State win over number one Duke. How was that for you, Caleb? Oh, had to. I mean, you had to storm it. Um, It was electric. One of my buddies actually, I mean... Felt bad for the guy, but he pushed over one of the Redcoats and just totally, yeah, no, it was, it was tough. Oh, no. Tough scene. Um, oh, geez. But we made it out. We made it out. Everybody was fine. Um, it, yeah, unreal experience. Like, we were all dancing in the middle of the court with Brutus. Um, yeah. Yeah, very, very sweet, sweet moment in my, my time. <laughs> I'll tell you what. And again, the reason why we're bringing this up is yesterday, Duke's uh, Kyle Filipowski was hurt during a court storm after Wake Forest upset Duke. Actually, I believe Wake Forest was a, a slight favorite in that game, uh, but they end up winning at the very end. And then obviously all the students and crowd runs on the court and Filipowski gets hurt. And then obviously afterward, there's all this, let's stop court storming. We know what happened with Caitlin Clark here in Columbus earlier in this year. And so it's like now there's a huge push to get rid of court storming altogether. And I would say that would be a mistake because I look, I, I think it, there's ways to do it safely that yesterday wasn't like everybody was on the court immediately and uh, people were kind of shoving and pushing and, and all that stuff. And it was not done right. But I can tell you I, the five times that I rushed the court, I remember all five of them. I remember when I was at OU, the Ohio Bobcats won the Mac championship up in Cleveland. At that time it was Gundarina. And obviously to win the MAC championship, that means you're going to the big dance. So after they clinched, they were down 20 in the second half, came back one on a buzzer beater by Leon Williams. It was incredible. And we all rushed the court and I'm on the court doing snow angels on the middle of the court uh, on the MAC, the mid American conference logo. And it's something I will never forget. And Caleb, I'm like you, like, even though, uh, what three years ago I was, I was 20 or I'm sorry, I was 36 years old, I was still running on the court (laughs) when Ohio State beat number one Duke. It's just fun to do. So we got to find a way, I believe, instead of just completely canceling out the court storming, we need to find a way to do it safely. And I think the way to do it, guys is instead of having everybody run on the court immediately when the clock hits zero at the, the at the end of the game, that you maybe put two or three minutes on the clock and you say, okay, we are going to clear out all the players, all the officials, and then once that happens, once the second buzzer goes off, then you guys can get your butts on the court and celebrate. Let's get the players, let's get the officials, let's get the coaches off, and then everybody can rush. So I understand what you're saying there. I don't think it's the same. It's still if the you same. you do that. It's not the same. It that is. instant moment like of, ah, you know, the craziness. I, so I, there's a place in this world for the court storming or the field storming, I think for sure. I think it's one of those things where we do it too much now. We do it for things that aren't That's you know, super, you know, like Duke. This isn't a great Duke team. Is it a big accomplishment for Wake Forest to beat Duke? Sure, but they've done it before. They were actually a slight favorite. Yeah, so, (laughs) you know, yesterday was kind of unnecessary. How about this, guys? How about 
for the people running on the court, why don't you protect yourselves a little bit and quit looking in your phone when you're running into thousands of people? Both instances that we're talking about this year, the people have had their phone in their hand and are looking at the daggone phone instead of, man, I may get trampled by a thousand people right now. That's a good point. Yes, I... I that that is absolute because both cases, both guys had phones, or, or or I'm sorry, both people had phones when the the players supposedly got injured. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I just think I would like I would like the court cleared. Like I still think that you could give them three minutes, put the three minutes on the clock. You make the announcement at the under four timeout, and look, you might not even win the game, but you just say okay. If you are running on the court, you cannot run on the court until we have cleared the players and coaches. We'll put three minutes on the clock to clear them. And then we're going to put the, we'll even put a buzzer. So it's like, okay, here's the buzzer. And then, then you can run on the court. Why don't we do this too? And I don't know. We're just doing this on the fly here. Why don't we make it known if you run on the court and you run into or have any kind of contact with an opposing player or official or coach, you're, you're arrested. spending the night in jail. Yes. Or if you're a student, you're suspended for the week or some. You know, why don't we make it, hey, you you want to do this, do it at your own risk. Because if you have any kind of contact with an opposing player, coach, or official, See you later. You're arrested. Yeah, I just don't want them to take it away. I mean, just for, it really is a cool experience. I ran on the field, uh, at OU after OU had beat Pitt on a Thursday or on a Friday night game back when I was a student. I, I can remember every single time where I got to celebrate on a court or on a field. It, it is a vivid memory. And you taunted the Michigan fan student section and then ran away. Well, that's true too. Yeah, I did do that. That was after Evan Turner's buzzer beater. That wasn't on the court. That was actually in the upper deck. I went running from the section I was sitting in over to the Michigan student section, said, Hey, have a nice trip home, you losers. And then screamed like a girl in rare and then and then and then there were a few of the students stood up and then i scooted on out of there so, but those are the things you remember guys i mean caleb you remember your court storm yeah yeah i mean there's core memories like the court storm i mean running onto the field at ohio stadium for the first time like i remember that game against penn state was what my sophomore year yeah um i mean yeah it, it's an integral part of the college experience like i feel yeah i don't think you could just take it away um you know it's it, it no nah. Yeah, it, there's no place for it. <laughs> I remember when I was at OU, OU played a four overtime game against Akron. Okay, now this was this wasn't a great Akron team, but it went into four overtimes, and it was just like dramatic finish after dramatic finish after dramatic finish, and, and uh, OU ended up winning the game in the fourth overtime, and we rushed the court for a win over a bad Akron team because it happened in four overtimes. But it's still something that I will never forget. So let's not take that away. Let's just find a way to make it safe because it has gotten a little bit out of hand. All right. Well, next, when we come back, we're going to talk about what should the college football playoff look like in 2026 and beyond, because it sounds like we might have information on that within the next month. That is next on On the Money. More of Hollywood Casinos On the Money. On the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Coming up on ONN. 
Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy real estate as is fast for cash. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-472-000, 614-472-000. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family. I even buy my tenants won't pay me the rent houses. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-472-000, 614-472-000. Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. February is Children's Dental Health Month, so make sure you make an appointment for your child to visit an Ohio Dental Association member dentist. ODA member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and have access to superior ongoing education and training. On your next visit, ask if your child's dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association, so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Have you ever told a friend? Oh, I'm fine. When you really felt... Just so overwhelmed. Or sent a text. Can't sleep. Are you awake? When you couldn't find the words to say. I'm scared to be alone with my thoughts right now. Then this is your sign to reach out to the 988 Lifeline for 24-7 free confidential support. You don't have to hide how you feel. Text, call, or chat anytime. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-472-000, 614-472-000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-472-000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614 614-472-000. Ohio's sports destination. Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. So much to do on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us on the money. Scotty Vegas, Ryan Baker, Caleb Blake. And before we get into the college football playoff, I did want to throw out to you guys some odds on Justin Fields and his next team, because that's been the NFL talk of the offseason, of course. And uh, Justin Fields, these are odds on if the if his next team is not the Bears, which it sounds like it probably will not be. But the odds on favorite is that he will be uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, minus 125 are those betting odds. You've got the Raiders now at plus 150 as the 
second favorite. And then the Steelers at three to one. I know all the talk has been Atlanta and Pittsburgh. But that's kind of interesting to me that uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are kind of in the mix also. Um, I didn't realize that their odds would be better than him landing with the Steelers. Okay, let's talk about the college football playoff because this is something I've uh, obsessed with. Over over the last week when I was on the cruise, I would constantly look up any information that I could about what is going to happen with the college football playoff. And we know what it's going to be over the next two years. It's going to be 12 teams. But after that, it's up for discussion. SEC and Big Ten seem like they are kind of making a push to expand even past 12 and to have even more automatic qualifiers. I want to get from you, Ryan, your thoughts on an extension past 12. Do you like it or hate it? 12 was always stupid. It's a dumb number. Like, why didn't we just... We were always going to end up at 16. Why didn't we just go to 16 in the first place? You know I hate it. I, I You know you we're, wanted four. We're, we're going to love... You liked four. We're going to love the more football dumb. games, yes. We're going to love the matchups, yes. But I don't think a three-loss team, which is what we're going to get in this at some point when we go to 16, maybe even 12 deserves a shot at playing for a national championship. And you could say, well, they got hurt. They did this. They did that. One of the things that makes Ohio State's last national championship so great to me is that they did it with their third-string quarterback. Your reasoning sucks. Your reasoning sucks because, look, the Kansas City Chiefs had a bad regular season. They were 11 and 6. It's different. They they were 11 and 6. Lost games to the Raiders and, look, 11 and 6 in the NFL. And they got into the playoffs. Did you have a problem with them getting into the playoffs and then going on a run and being the best team at the right time and winning the championship and winning the Super Bowl? Did you have any issue with that? It's just different in the pros. They're the the competition is tighter. Yeah, I I don't know. Listen, we're gonna watch. We're gonna love it. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. More football is a good thing. I just don't believe some of these teams will deserve it. Yeah, I, okay. I'm the same guy that last year, not last year, the year before. I thought the only two teams that deserved to be there were Georgia and Michigan. That's all we needed that year was those two teams. Yeah, and Ohio State was a play was a, a really bad call away when when Marvin Harrison was was targeted in the end zone from winning that national championship, and they would have deserved it. I, I, look, I I'm for the expansion again. I love more football. You just I know want you more love stuff more football. to bet on. More to bet on. Absolutely. <laughs> we are going to continue our discussion about the court storming, college basketball, all that good stuff in our next hour. More Buckeye Cruise for cancer stories. More stories for Ryan Baker, Caleb Blake. Come back with us. I'm Scotty Vegas, and this is on the money. Kids don't ask how his day was. They ask if all his bets won. You're listening to On the Money. Presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Welcome in to On the Money. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning. 
And this hour is the party hour because we have so many different things we're going to get into. We're going to talk about the Ohio State coaching candidates, the, the number of guys that we think have a legit shot to be the next head coach at Ohio State. We're going to talk court storming, and we're going to want to hear from you about court storming, your opinion on does it need to stop, does it continue. Maybe you've got a good court storming story. I told you last hour about me running on the court at the MAC championship and doing snow angels. Uh, I talked about running on the court against Duke a couple years back. Some people think I was maybe a little bit too old to be running on the court at age 36, but we're going to do that. We're going to talk more about that. And we've got some more Ohio State stories from the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer we're going to get into. It is a huge hour, but we start out the hour with the parlay party. Hit it, Caleb. Guys, the parlay party is where we can celebrate anything we want in sports. I'll start out because, guys, I'm so proud of this yesterday. Uh, I am coaching my daughter's uh, basketball team, and we started out the season 0-2, and yesterday we had our playoff game, and we had lost to this team previously. And yesterday, I, I wanted to motivate. I was I was like, how can I be a professional motivator as the coach to get these girls ready to play? And so I said, you know what? If we win this game today, I'm going to let you guys do a parents versus kids basketball game. Here we go. Yes. So I am the master motivator. I thought about, you know, the ultimate motivators in sports like Bobby Knight. Do I want to be like the motivational coach that Bobby Knight was? I didn't go that route. I went with the, hey, I might uh, interest you in a little parent-daughter basketball game. But it was a lot of fun. We won. We dominated. And so I'm celebrating that. What will be the odds? on that game. Well, we're an underdog. I will tell you, we're an underdog in the championship, but uh, we'll see how it goes next weekend. The other thing I'm celebrating, guys, I love February college basketball betting. I had a ton of success. I hit a seven-team parlay last night. I had some friends over. I said, hey, let's do this parlay together. And there's nothing more satisfying than when you and your friends both win on a bet. So that was a ton of fun. And then lastly, guys, I'm back from the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer and just so proud uh, the fact that I spent a week and celebrating the, the cancer survivors and helping to raise money for uh, cancer research at the, at the James. So it was a heck of a week and I was honored to be a part of it in a very small way. But Caleb, what are you celebrating this week? Just celebrating basketball in general. The fact the NBA is back. Look, I know everybody loves All-Star Weekend, but honestly, like I'm just here for the this portion of the season from now until the playoff time. It's about to get really good with the playoff or the play-in race. I watched been watching a couple of games recently. Like I know the Lakers Warriors had a big matchup the other night. I'm um, watching the Celtics play, you know, right now. I'm I'm just real excited for where the NBA basketball or where NBA is about to be at right now. Scotty, I'm pumped that you're back. Oh, I thank missed, you. I missed my buddy for a week. You know, we had to, we were able to text a couple times, but, uh, you know, it, it was uh, different uh, th- with you gone, so I, I'm glad you're back. I had a great night last night with some friends, Scotty, that I hadn't seen in a while. I've got some friends that live out in West Milton, Ohio. It's kind of in the Troy, Tip City area there. Um, so I got, off, I got off Fan Sports Saturday yesterday, and I headed straight out 70 West and uh, got to see them, got to have dinner with them, hang out with them. So 
it was a great night with some friends. I was actually still out there. I was going to have another drink when you sent me a text and said, hey, can you be here in the morning? Bid's not going to be able to get here. Uh, so, unfortunately, Bid's isn't here. But, I, I, you know, I didn't have that next drink. I got on the road and I came good home. Good decision, so, Ryan. Uh, yes, very good decision, unlike Richard Sherman. And then <laughs> the next time we'll do a Sunday show. It'll be March. Yes. And March Woo. is time for basketball tournaments, high school basketball tournaments, college conference championships, and of course, March Madness. I'm ready for March in tournament season. Me too. Me too. Gosh, you know, once you get in, once the Super Bowl ends and you can really kind of focus in on basketball, it really brings back that joy. Like, I literally spent most of the day yesterday on the couch just enjoying really, really good college basketball games. Hopefully, we get a good college basketball, a couple good college basketball games today as both the men's and women's teams in action. Now, we do want to hear from you today here on On the Money because it sounds like that court storming incident at with Duke and, and Wake Forest has, has gotten people a little bit riled up, and we'd love to hear from you guys. First off, you can call in and say, hey, uh, you've got a story from when you rushed the court that you want to share. Maybe it's an old-time Ohio State win that you got to get on the court or on the field for. I would love to hear those. And then maybe you've got a strong opinion on whether it should continue or that we need to get rid of the court storming. And also let us know if Scotty's too old to be storming courts. Yeah, I will share some of the stories that are coming across on on Twitter or X as well. But you can call us here, 614-821-9710. That's 614-821-9710. We want to hear your stories. Or, heck, if you've got a betting story, I like those stories even better. <laughs> so yeah. feel free to share a betting win or a tough loss. That yes, you exactly. Because we were talking about that, and we were talking about some of the tough losses we had. Yes. But when we pull off an exciting win, those tough losses make that win feel even better. Yeah. You know, one of the funny things about being on the cruise last week, Ryan, is it was so hard to get a bet in. <laughs> I was going to ask you, were you able to bet at all on the cruise? So we left for Florida. By the way, Florida does not have legalized sports gambling. We left on a flight uh, that left at 7 in the morning. And, of course, I like to get golf bets in on Fridays. And so I was hustling. We were on the runway. We were literally on the runway as the tournament was starting in the morning in Mexico. And I'm starting to get these last minute bets in. And then the door closes and I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Got to get more, more of these in, more of these in because I know once I get in the air, I'm out of, I'm out of luck. And so, uh, you know, what I did was I ended up, um, getting a couple bets in and then I had to go a little bit of a workaround because there were some tournaments I had I had some good bets but you know I had to call up friends in Ohio give out my little password and say go to my ESPN bet account because I need to get this hedge bet in right now and so I trusted one person with this password and uh and then I immediately changed it after he got the bet in for me I get the I get the action updates and your friend gets the password. I could just imagine you on the boat, your legs shaking the whole time. Oh yeah, like I, I can't. I don't know what to do. What am I? Your wife, calm down. That's a night. You're take a week off. Oh man. All right, we are taking your calls. We're going to hear from Michael. Michael, thanks for joining us on on the money. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Um. Back. I got to go on the field at Ohio Stadium. After the Michigan game, the only Michigan game that John Cooper ever won. Oh, my goodness. 
it's kind of too long of a story to go on to detail. I was dating a girl that went to Ohio State. I ended up getting into the game at halftime for free. On a, Some guy had a student ticket. They handed it to me through the gate. Had no idea where her seats were. Just went up, stood in the stands. One of her roommates came walking down the stairs right beside me. I followed her, so I ended up meeting up with my girlfriend in the stadium with 108,000 people and then went on the field and got a chunk of the big O and a chunk from the goal line in the south end zone. Well, oh, that's awesome. And Michael, thank you so much for sharing that story because I love it because you remember so many details of it. And that's why it's such a special thing, right? Whether you're rushing the, the basketball court or the football field, it's such a cool experience that you will remember every detail about. I like literally, Ryan, I was going through all the ones where I rushed the court and I remembered everything about it, right? It was so cool. I remember the specifics from the games because of it. And so I hate for it to totally go away because of a couple uh, bad instances. Just don't take a chunk of the field unless it's the last game, like the Michigan game. Well, and you know, maybe we're going to get a home playoff game here soon, but no chunks of the field unless it's the last game of the year. And uh, again, we would love to hear from you. Court storming, either stories that you had uh, specifically with Ohio State. would love to hear about Ohio State basketball wins where you rushed the court in the past or, or Ohio Stadium, obviously, as well. But I, I'll get to a couple of these comments because we're we're talking on Twitter and X about this, and uh, some people think there should be a little bit of an age limit to when you're storming the courts. I talked about I did it three years ago uh, when Ohio State upset Duke. Ohio, Duke was the number one team in the country here. That's pretty much one of the ba- last good basketball memories I have here at Ohio State was 2021. Caleb also rushed the court. Um, but we want to hear from you. 614-821-9710. John, what's your story about your court storming? We want to hear it. Well, I didn't storm the court. I went on the field at Ohio Stadium after the 2016 was a double overtime win over Michigan. Mm-hmm. And um, I might have, you know, had too many adult beverages. And on the field, I ran into JT Barrett. And in jubilation, I kissed him on the cheek. And he said, you cannot be serious. <laughs> <laughs> or was it the smooch? As Bill Raftery would say, um, that's it was, called, it was called the smooch. The smooch, John. I think that uh, I think you're lucky. Urban Meyer didn't come over and kick you for touching his quarterback. Right. Yeah. Well, that's it was, it was such a joyous occasion. You know, beating Harbaugh for the last time in history. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. And then, and then after the game, after everything subsided, we were we left the stadium and we were. Um, he uh, ran into Jerry DiNardo from Big Ten Network and got a picture with Jerry D. He's a good height. He's six one or six two. Mm. He's up there. That's that's amazing. Yeah. But it's funny. It, 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 I love that you remember all of the details of it. I think it's so cool. Um, I remember one year I ran on the court. That was after Matt Sylvester hit the game winner. Uh, the onions on the uh, three over the Illinois team. I was that at was, that game as well. Were you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So they obviously, this was Thad Mata's first year, and Illinois was undefeated. And here at the shot, and Matt Sylvester hit the shot to win it. And that was another court 
court storming moment. And I remember, uh, I remember that specifically. And, you know, it's just something that, that sticks with you for a long time. That's why you got to find a way to do it safe. I totally get it. Filipowski getting hurt yesterday. Caitlin Clark may, maybe getting hurt, maybe whatever, uh, earlier in the year. But, do it safely, right? Is there a way we can get the players and the coaches and everyone off the court and then celebrate or get the, you know, the players? I remember Jabril Peppers, you know, we were talking about rushing the, the field at Ohio State. I remember Jabril Peppers kind of threw a little bit of a, a forearm or, or a little bit of a shove as well to Ohio State fan. And I don't, te- I don't really blame the players no. for protecting Listen, themselves. Listen, if you're running on their, your fair game, like now, should it be done? You know, out of nowhere, just because you're, ang- you know, if uh, a player is angry that they lost a game, no. But if you feel you're in imminent danger, absolutely, I have no problem. If you're on their field of play, if you get caught with an elbow or something, oh well, you know, there's got to be, and it's the world we live in nowadays anyway, but there's got to be some personal accountability in all of this. Like if you're running out there, like I said before. Quit looking in your phone. Yeah. Make sure you're safe and where you're going. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit because I want to talk about Ohio State basketball because one of the things I was doing on the cruise ship is I was going through and I've been kind of scouting out different coaches and wanting to see the different style of the of the play of some of the candidates. It sounds like kind of the short list of guys right now is Greg McDermott from Creighton, is Sean Miller from Xavier, it's Lamont Paris from South Carolina, and Dusty May from Florida Atlantic. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the, that short list of coaches. Maybe there's a couple names that we need to throw on there, and we want to hear from you. 614-821-9710. You can talk about the coaching candidates. You can talk about rushing the court. We just want to hear from you today. That is next on On the Money. We have so many local shows, I can't fit them in a 10-second promo. So let's just say we're live and local all damn day. The Tate Biddle was caught trying to bet on office ping pong matchups. You're listening to On the Money. Presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Welcome back to On the Money. Scotty Vegas, Ryan Baker, Caleb Blake. And I want to talk a little bit of Ohio State basketball and as far as their coaching search. Yes, we have to. Yes, you know I love it. You know I'm passionate about it. But first, we're going to do an On the Money action update, which is brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Bundling home internet with your existing wireless plan has never been easy easier. Stop in to a local mobile center and find out more. Let's look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the Ohio State men's basketball game today. Ohio State is now a 10.5 point favorite. So start of the show, the action update we did about an hour ago, Ohio State was a 9.5 point favorite. Money coming in on Michigan State has bumped that line to 10.5 and the money line is Ohio State 4-1 to and Michigan State is minus 525 on the money line. So those are your odds for today's game. And more importantly, at this point for Ohio State basketball, it's about finding the candidates and the legit guys who have a shot to be the head coach going forward. Now, there's some names that are thrown out there that to me are an absolute no. So I love Scooney Penn. I love Chris Gent, and I love what they did as players here. And they both spent some time as you know, on the Ohio State coaching staff uh, previously, but you know what? 
I, to me, the next head basketball coach at Ohio State has to have head coaching experience and success. And Chris Gent and Scooney Penn don't have that. As much as I love Scooney, Scooney's one of my favorite people and one of my favorite players of all time, to be honest with you. I've got to know him a tiny bit in the past, and he's such a great guy. And I'm not saying he wouldn't do a good job here, but he you need an experienced head coach to be the guy here. And so right now, it sounds like the short list of guys, the guys that are bringing, the, the names that are being brought up the most at this point are Lamont Paris from South Carolina, and we've been talking about him on this show for about a month. Lamont Paris, he is the head coach of South Carolina, has some ties to the Big Ten, coached as an assistant coach at Wisconsin for a while, now doing wonders with South Carolina. The other name is Greg McDermott, and seven years ago, when Ohio State was looking for a new head coach, he was a finalist, and I didn't want Greg McDermott. But now he has had some significant success at Creighton. It wouldn't be a huge buyout. You'd be able to offer him a big raise from what he's making at Creighton. He's one of the finalists, or he's one on the short list, I believe. Uh, Dusty May, Florida Atlantic. He has the connections to Indiana. It wouldn't surprise me if Dusty May ends up being the next next head coach at Indiana and potentially even this next year. And then the last one, I think, on the short list is Sean Miller. And I like this short list. I would actually be okay with any of the four. Would I go absolutely crazy about any of the four? No, but I would be okay with any of the four. I would probably, again, I had season tickets for Ohio State Hoops for 20 years. I stopped getting season tickets two years ago when I was fed up with how this program was going. Any of those four would get me back in the arena and buying season tickets again with excitement. Now, that's the short list, but... I still think there are guys out there that we're not talking about or aren't being discussed as much that the Ohio State could still be in play for. And one of those guys that they have to call is Scott Drew. He is the coach okay. at Baylor, and okay. there's been a little bit of talk about, hey, it might be time for him to move on from Baylor. And, and look, Baylor has still been successful. There's still a top 15 team this year, but he's a name that I think makes sense for Ohio State to call and get the no before you move on. It's funny, if Gene Smith was running this coaching hire and coaching search, I would think the four that you said, or that everybody's talking about, yeah. may be it. But Ross Bjork is running this coaching search. And I just have a feeling Mr. Bjork is going to try to swing a big stick on this. So I think there's guys out there that nobody's talking about that are going to end up as candidates for this job or may even get this job because... I think he's thinking outside the box. Could be. And and look, Ross Bjork was not a name that a lot of people thought was going to no. be the next AD here. So there was all kinds of talk of different names out there. Ross Bjork wasn't really brought up very often. All right, we are taking your calls here on On The Money, 614-821-9710. You can talk about who you think the next coaching candidate or who your favorite candidate is. You can talk about the court storming. Or I've had a lot of comments already about uh, the player props and no longer being able to do that on college athletes in the state of Ohio. We're going to go now to the phone lines and talk to Tim. Tim, what's happening? Well, everybody wants to know who he, the coach, would be. What about she, like Becky Hammond, associate head coach of, uh, you know, the NBA? I mean, she has taken NBA players and coached them, and uh, they won a championship. I mean, it's like, why aren't we talking about a lady being the head coach, I mean, are we so far removed from putting a female 
in the coaching ranks because she's a heck of a coach. I think I think you're right. I think she is a very good coach, and she's had some head coaching experience in the WNBA. I don't think that's going to happen for the first time at a place like Ohio State. And I'm not saying that she wouldn't be, that she's not qualified, or she wouldn't, but we're talking about uh, NBA assistants with ties to the Ohio State program that have been assistant coaches here, and we may not think they're good enough because they haven't had head coaching experience before. I don't think, unfortunately for Becky Hammond, if she's going to end up being a head coach of a men's program, it's going to start off at a big school. It's going to have to be a smaller school and work the way up to that, unfortunately. I agree with you, Ryan, on that. And look, I think she could be a, a terrific, terrific she is a coach. terrific coach. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking a head coach. Yeah. I think she could do a fantastic job. And here's the deal with as far as NBA. We have seen uh, across college basketball kind of a trend of these NBA coaches or assistants or head coaches or whatever going to college and not having success. I mean, look, Jawan Howard is probably about to be hired or fired from Michigan. Pat Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing was a huge disaster as a head coach at Georgetown. I mean, there have been a lot of names. Penny Hardaway not doing amazing things uh, with Memphis. There are just too many names that I think that the head coach has to come from another college head coaching job. I just don't think you can bring somebody from the NBA who has not been a head coach before. Let's go back to the phone lines, and it's Schmidt. Schmidt, what do you got for us? Hey, how y'all doing, fellas? Good. I just got to say one thing. I personally think it matters who you get as a coach, but at the same time, you have to recruit Ohio. Chris Holtman has not been recruiting Ohio. He's only got the top five. He got he doesn't he doesn't have the top two players in the state. He has the number five player in the state. We need to recruit Ohio better. That's that's absolutely right. There's no question about it, and that is why. I have kind of come around a little bit on Sean Miller because initially I was like, I don't love the baggage of the past and, oh, he's had so much talent and hasn't gotten to a Final Four. But I can tell you, I think Sean Miller would come in here, raise a lot of NIL dollars. He's used to raising money for players. Let's look at that. And the fact that he's recruited Ohio, I do like that success because, guys, if you have, if you take a minute and you look at the recruiting classes in basketball in 2020, 25 and 2026 there is good high school basketball in the state of ohio going forward and so whoever the next coach is and i think it could be sean miller uh will have to recruit well in ohio in 25 and 26 and get those kids i do think that's a valid point but also and i'm not saying jake diebler isn't a good coach and he wouldn't be a good head coach here at ohio state sonny johnson put in his ringing endorsement online for Jake Diebler as the next head coach. Now that's important because his son is the number one player in the state of Ohio up in Cleveland in the 2026 class. You know, do we hire a coach just because he's going to get the number one player in Ohio? You know, you got to have people, but you also got to be a good coach too. And again, I'm not knocking Jake Diebler here. I'm just saying, I think there's more to it than that. Yeah, and I know that there was a push after that Purdue win that, okay, if Ohio State makes a run and makes a tournament, that Jake Debor could be on the list. Again, I just don't think you have the experience to be the head coach here. And, and I'll say this again real quick, because uh, I know we got to go to break. 
Urban Meyer, a lot of people didn't think he recruited Ohio very well. It worked out okay for him. Yeah. And one of the things, by the way, with this next coach is there's got to be an excitement level to bring back people okay, with this next coach is there's got to be an excitement level to bring back people to bring their butts back in the arena because that's been a huge issue is the fact that nobody's going to games. So you got to get a coach that is going to bring the excitement to bring Heinies back in the seat. All right. When we come back, it's this or that you're listening to on the money. If you don't like listening to Morning Juice, Bobby Carpenter's man nipples will punch you in the face. For real. You want to fight, do you? Weekdays from 6 to 9. The Fan. Scotty Vegas has his own cot in the casino. You're listening to On the Money. Presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. The more I think about it, the more sad I get that on March 1st, we can no longer do player props amongst the college athletes. Why couldn't they at least have given us March Madness, right? Yes. I mean, okay, make the ban and make the ban April 15th, you know, something like that. But give me March Madness. You gave us sports betting, but not before Ohio State plays in a national championship game. Uh, not a national championship game, but a college football playoff semifinal. And now you're taking away player props before March Madness. Oh, you know, one of the interesting things actually going forward with that before we get to this or that is uh, the fact that like what about the Heisman Trophy because that is kind of a player prop Ooh, do you, do you still allow that and okay we're, we're not going to do college player props going forward and, and this is again only in the state of Ohio and it takes place starting March 1st I do know some of the books have already taken it down I also do know that you and I were on ESPN bet our favorite app earlier today, and it is still up and available on ESPN Bet. So you can get your player props in for another few days at least on there. The only app of On the Money. Yeah, exactly. But here's the deal going forward like Heisman Trophy. Are they going to limit this? Because it sounds like they're still talking about maybe even doing a, going a little bit further as far as college sports and limitations as far as sports gambling. All right. Let's do it. Let's do a little of this or that, Caleb. As you guys know, I can't get enough of the college of the Ohio State College basketball coaching search. So I'm going to ask you guys this. Are you getting with the next head coach at Ohio State? Will be one of these three guys, Sean Miller, Dusty May, Greg McDermott. Or are you getting with the field? I'm getting with the field. Again, I think Ross Bjork is going to think outside the box. I think I think there's candidates out there that we are not talking about that Ross Bjork really likes. And again, I have no info on this. This is just my feeling and opinion on it. So I am going to get with the field. I think it is going to be one of those three. I think you make it maybe throw Lamont Paris in there as well. But it sounds like South Carolina is working hard to give him a big extension. But I think Sean Miller... Dusty May, Greg McDermott, none of them have huge buyouts, and I think that is a big factor in this coaching search. All three have had really successful teams of recent years. Sean Miller had Xavier as a three seed last year, made the Sweet 16. We know Dusty May made the Final Four last year with uh, Florida Atlantic, and then Greg McDermott 
uh, took Creighton to the Elite Eight and has them really good again this year. I think it will be one of those three. What do you think, Caleb? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Scotty. Just because I, I don't know, I really do think Sean Miller is. I, I feel like I could definitely see Sean Miller be or us hiring him as the next head coach. You know, um, like it just feels like it makes sense. Even Dusty Bay. Uh, honestly, the only reason that I don't is because, as you guys talked about, you know, he's got the ties to Indiana. But um, yeah, I mean, those guys just seem like they would fit the mold for what we need right now. Let's stay on this Ohio State coaching basketball, basketball coaching search here. If it comes down to these two former Ohio State players, are you getting with Chris Gent or are you getting with Scooney Pin? Well, so I thought about this initially when, when the talk of Chris Gent came up because I didn't love the time that he necessarily had here. And he was an, uh, an assistant under Thad. 11, thir- 11 through 13, those were great teams. Well, here's, here's the deal. So he was kind of the guy who didn't want to recruit. Right. And so like he, he came in and he was kind of the shooting coach and he was kind of in charge of fixing Aaron Kraft's shot. And that didn't necessarily go all that well. Um, didn't necessarily want to recruit a ton. So as far as Chris Gent, I don't know. No, I, I can't get behind Chris Gent. Uh, the one thing that kind of drew me to him is if LeBron James, obviously he's very close with LeBron James. He's had him, uh, as a, as an assistant coach in Cleveland, wanted him with the Lakers. If there was a connection where you could use the LeBron James name to recruit a bunch of big time athletes and stuff, maybe there'd be an appeal to Chris Gent. I just don't see it. I love Scooney Penn. So I'm going to answer your question with Scooney Penn. Almost, I'm going to go with Chris Gent, actually. Um, really more so because of the LeBron tie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the young guy here. Like, I, I'll be <laughs> honest. I don't, I didn't know much about those guys, like when they were actually Buckeyes. But, um, yeah, I mean, Chris Gent, you know, seems like he has the experience. Like, Ryan, as you kind of, you know, put me on or enlightened me about, like, just a grinder. Like, I feel like that's the kind of guy that you need, you know, that just understands, you know, all the different aspects of basketball. I love Chris Gent's well-rounded experience. He's been a head coach in basketball places. He's had college assistant, NBA assistant experience as well. He was a grinder as a player. He's been a grinder in his coaching career. Let me throw this out at you guys, because this actually hurt my heart. Uh, it was sent to me within the last week or so about how Anthony Davis actually was kind of a quiet, what do you call that, a silent verbal? Does that even make sense, a silent verbal? That he was going to come and play at Ohio State. And he was going to do it because of his love for LeBron James. And then he ended up going on a visit to Kentucky and ended up committing to Cal and Kentucky and then winning the national championship. So Anthony Davis would have been on the same team as Aaron Kraft and Deshaun Thomas and Jared Sullinger. And Ohio State would have not only won a national championship that year, but they would have won that championship game by about 30 points like UNLV did uh, way back in the day. But that hurt my heart to see that. But that's interesting that he was going to do it just because of the LeBron James connection with Ohio State. I I didn't know that, but thanks for breaking my heart on this. I know, seriously. For real. Don't send me stuff like that. (laughs) Imagining Anthony Davis in Scarlet and Gray is a nightmare that, yeah, that sucks. Uh, all right, guys, I'm switching it up from the OSU, the coaching search, and from basketball, let's switch sports, too. Um, football, Eric Bieniemy rumored to be the next UCLA offensive coordinator right now. Um, they, you know, just hired Deshaun Foster. They're kind of trying to rebuild the culture there. Are you guys getting with UCLA is back as a football program? 
Or is this all just a bunch of smoke and hype? I'm not getting with their back until they start landing big time players. Because I'll tell you, once the news of Chip Kelly uh, coming to be the Ohio State offensive coordinator happened, the first thing that I did was I went through the entire UCLA roster seeing, is there anybody on here that Ohio State should go after as far as a transfer? And I didn't see much, right? It looked like the cupboard was bare. So now can they turn it around? Maybe eventually, but that team, I think, is going to struggle mightily despite those coaching hires. Yeah, I'm not. I, they're not there yet to me. Deshaun Foster, he may be a great coach, but he hasn't done it yet. I think Eric Bieniemy is so overrated; it's <laughs> unreal. You know, Andy Reid, that was his offense in Kansas City. He goes to Washington. I know there was more problems there than Eric Bieniemy, but that offense was not great this year at all. You know, maybe that's Sam House fault. I don't know, but there's a reason. He keeps getting passed over for coaching jobs, and I think it's because he's probably not as good as everyone thinks. So I, UCLA is not back. Okay, guys, one of the things that I've been kind of seeing on X and Twitter lately is, again, about the NCAA and the kind of potential conference expansion and maybe even Notre Dame being in play again for the Big Ten. Are we going to go down this road again? It sounds like we might. But now that we're talking about a potential power two, which will be the SEC and the Big Ten, one of the things that's being talked about is that Notre Dame is going to need access into that power two and a potential scheduling agreement with the Big Ten. Not necessarily joining as a full football member, but joining in all other sports and then having several games, kind of like what they do with the ACC now. Would you guys be in favor of Notre Dame joining in all other sports and having a scheduling agreement with the Big Ten? I don't understand why people still bow to the NCAA, and I don't understand why people bow to Notre Dame. Like, they haven't been... They haven't been... Much since 1988. I mean, why do we keep doing this for them? You're either in or you're out. I don't want this half in, half out. I don't want platoon players in baseball, and I don't want half and half with Notre Dame. You either get with this or you get out. Yes, get with this or get out. (laughs) I love it. Well, you know what? I agree with that. I think I would love Notre Dame in the Big Ten. I really would. Like, how awesome you went to the game, Caleb, where Ohio State was in South Bend. I want that more frequently, right? I want Ohio State to be playing Notre Dame and Michigan Notre Dame and Penn State Notre Dame and now USC Notre Dame. I want to see those more consistently, but I don't want any kind of concessions where it's a scheduling agreement. I want full in or full out. I agree with you, Ryan. Yeah, I'm also going to have to agree with you guys. Like I, I'm, Trust me, I would love Notre Dame in the Big Ten as well. Like you said, Scotty, that game would was just unreal. Like And having, I don't know, just that kind of historic level of program, just adding another one to, to the Big Ten, I mean, that's always going to you know draw more viewers and just create better a better product. So... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also getting with, you know, having them in the Big Ten, but you got to be committed. You got to be committed. Notre Dame is Al Bundy. They're the guy that was the star quarterback and the homecoming king. But guess what? You're 55 now. You've got a beer gut. You're working at the factory. Like, you're not that anymore. Let's get over it. Okay, real quick, guys. We haven't had any food yet. We've got to do this one. Are you getting with chicken parm or are you getting with chicken Alfredo? See, I'm not a big chicken parm guy. I don't order it very often. So I would get more with chicken Alfredo. I love both. This is like picking between 
two females that are tens and one's a blonde and one's a brunette. I mean, you can't go wrong with either. But chicken Alfredo forever has been one of my favorite meals. So I'm going to go the Alfredo way. Yeah. Give me chicken Alfredo. Handmade handmade by my mom, of course. Uh, Alfredo all day. Mrs. Blake. Yeah, Mama Blake, let's get some chicken Alfredo yeah. down here. On the Can money. some right now. Yes, <laughs> let's on the money breakfast. All right, when we come back, we're going to build a spring parlay. March Madness, baseball, Masters. What should we all be betting on? And again, you may have be you may have suffered a little bit of disappointment with the player props going away starting March 1st in college athletes. We're going to talk away around that. That's next on On the Money. This promo is brought to you by Common Man and Timmy Hall's Ping Pong Game. The Fan. Dee Biddle's favorite kind of psychology is reverse psychology. You're listening to On The Money. Presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. A fun day at College Hoops coming up. We got the women's team taking on Maryland at 2 o'clock, which you can hear right here. Or actually, you can hear on ESPN Columbus, 1460 AM, 97.1 HD2. And then the men's team plays Michigan State. That game is at 4. That will be right here on the fan. And right now, we're going to do an on-the-money action update brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Live betting or trying to get that player prop in. Make sure you have the right internet speed. Visit a local Mobile Center store. Locations in Westerville and and Plain City in the Costco Plaza. Let's look at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the College Basketball National Championship. South Carolina is the favorite at plus 105. You've got Iowa plus 450, LSU 9 to 1, Stanford's 11 to 1, UCLA's 15 to 1. And guys, we have Ohio State still in the ESPN bat app at 25 to 1 to win it all and we're going to talk to coach McGuff here on our next show Tito and Jen on Fan Sports Sunday at 11:07 a.m. Really excited for that so Kevin McGuff will join Tito and Jen that'll be awesome. But how about that Ryan 25 to 1 still for Ohio State women to win it all. It's funny I looked at that earlier. I should have sprinkled that in my little spring parlay to see what if I could have upped the odds on this you a little bit. Still can buddy. 25 to 1 that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I, that that's is, worth a that's worth a little sprinkle. That is wild. All right, sports are fast betting shouldn't be, which is why it's important to set limits, know the risks and pause before you play. To learn more, visit pausebeforeyouplay.org. And we've got to build. We've got some building to do. We're going to build our spring parlay. Ryan you are first with construction. All right, so I've got one here. I was actually looking to uh, uh, get that OSU women's bet in there, but we'll take a look at this. So this is what I got, a little three-leg parlay for the spring. Mm-hmm. I went the Houston Cougars at plus 700 to win the NCAA championship. I love Brooks Kepka in the Masters this year. He's 18-1 to 1 to win the Masters. So I threw that in there as well. Then you know, Scotty, I'm a big UFC fan. UFC 300 happens April 14th out in Vegas. Alex Perea, the main event, he's the light heavyweight championship of the world. He's defending his belt against the former champion, Jamal Hill, who lost his belt due to injury. He was never beaten for it. Alex Perea is minus 160 to retain and win. If you put that all together and you throw $100 on it, Scotty, mm-hmm. 
You got me interested. You're going to win $2,460. Ooh, baby. I like that. I like that. And I actually really love your Brooks Kepka pick at the Masters. You know I love to build my Masters book up. I'm going to put John Rahm, though, as the guy who I think is going to go back-to-back and win again. So I'm going to take John Rahm. And, guys, I'm going to take Kentucky. They looked so good last night for March Madness. 100 bucks. On that little parlay, by the way, more interesting pays $23,000. I love this music, Caleb. Thank you for bringing a smile to my face and on the money today. Hey, go Buckeyes, men's and And women's women's. today. And go Jackets tonight. They host the Rangers at 6. And a reminder, in about 10 minutes' time, you will hear the women's head coach, Kevin McGuff, here with our friends Tito and Jen. That is next on The Fan. For Ryan Baker, for Kayla Blake, I'm Scotty Vegas. We will see you next time on On The Money. We are your radio home for the Buckeyes, Browns, and all the NFL games you can handle. We may have a bit of a football problem. Oh, yeah. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan Sports Center. Good morning, I'm Caleb Blake. Senior day at the Schottenstein Center. Ohio State women's basketball taking on Maryland at 2 p.m. Buckeyes number two in the country, looking to make it 14 wins in a row as we come closer to March Madness. Web coverage starting at 145 with Maddie Andrews over on ESPN Columbus. Ohio State men on the road going to East Lansing to play against Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans. Bucks looking to end this winless streak on the road, which is now at 17 games after the loss to Minnesota on Thursday. Web coverage starting at 3 p.m. today with the warm-up with Timmy Hall, and tip-off is at 4 p.m. Columbus crew opened their 2024 title defense with a win over the Atlanta United yesterday. Cucho Hernandez winning it for the black and gold by netting his first goal of the season in the 27th. Next up, they'll play against the Minnesota United on Saturday. And the Columbus Blue Jackets are back at home against the New York Rangers tonight. Puck drop in that one scheduled for 6 p.m. Breaking sports news when it happens on the fan. Ohio sports, Destin.